Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to this week's Must Hear Music podcast. This week, I'm joined by the one and only, the inimitable, Jason Lipschutz. Hey man, what's going on? As well as the other one and only, the other inimitable, Chris Payne. Hey, thanks for having me. And make sure to stick around till the end of the podcast. We have an interview and exclusive in-studio performance with Mr. Wives, who, if you don't know, are this fantastic uh, New York-based band. They stopped by to perform Reflections. It's a great song. They did a really lovely performance. So that'll be at the end of the podcast. Let's talk about a song. So first up, uh, I want to highlight the new Bruno Mars Mark Ronson track, which is called Uptown Funk. And if you hadn't heard it, it is pretty incredible. I mean, it's basically like, so his last, Bruno Mars' last album, I should say this is primarily a Mark Ronson track. It's like Mark Ronson featuring the vocals of Bruno Mars. Uh, Mark Ronson's next album is going to feature apparently several Bruno Mars vocals. Um, This is one of them. But it, it really sounds like an, an, it could be an unorthodox jukebox track, which La- Bruno Mars' last album, the whole idea was he was doing uh, his own songs in the style of other people's, you know, basically like taking the sound of Sting and the police and then writing a song. And, you know, that became Locked Out of Heaven. This is 100% Prince circa 1999 Dirty Mind. Like, it's got the the punchy horns and, like, the, the snappy funk bead and the, like nimble riff where where it sounds like the guitarist's hands are just like flying over this super funky riff um and also those like weird spacey synths in the background that you only get out of like the early 80s minneapolis sound so it's it's 100 percent prince like if prince didn't exist this song wouldn't exist but there's nothing wrong with that like this is prince is incredible and this is awesome so that's that's my take on yeah i mean so the thing about this song which i love is that it's Bruno Mars is by nature very derivative. Like every every single song that he puts out, I feel like you're just like, ah, yeah, this is a this is a clear reference point to that. And this, I feel like you say Prince, I definitely hear like James Brown. I hear Earth, Wind, and Fire, Shining Star. And if you can look past how derivative it is, because it really is, and if you can just look past that, you're it's a jam. Like it's just a great great dance track. And it's funny because, I, I, I mean, if you think about this as like a stopgap between Bruno Mars's second and third albums, because that's basically what it is, 
um, compared to the last one he did between his first and second albums, he put out that Twilight song, It Will right. Rain, which was like this mopey kind of Twilight song. I don't really know how... I feel like Twilight <laughs> song should be its own genre. Right. But this is so much more fun and just in... It's so much more confident. He know, like He knows exactly what he's doing on this track. And Mark Ronson, like his career as like a curator has been very up and down he's made a lot of songs with daniel merriweather that weren't very good he made a song on his last album record collection called bang bang with q-tip and mndr which is great and this is like this is probably the best song that mark ronson has done in terms of on his solo stuff i mean not counting like the amy winehouse stuff this is probably the best song he's done i think on his you know He's had three albums, I think, before this, and then this is his fourth. But yeah, let's, I think yeah, this I, this, this is out. great. Like this is this is a great great song. What do you what do you think, Z-Pain? Oh, this was it's, it sounds fantastic, but this is the one I didn't get it, get time to hear. Oh man, hey, that's okay. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. Yeah. yeah, well, it's it's good stuff. We've previewed it. It's almost like you're a listener yeah. on the yeah. podcast. We should mention that C-Pain, C-Pain was I, I he was out of the country this whole week too. C-Pain, ha- do you want to tell? The Must Hear Music podcast listeners where you were? I was in Iceland, actually, while the Airwaves Music Festival was going on. Uh, because I was just, I was on vacation. I was not being a music journalist actively. I did not have a proper wristband. But fortunately, <laughs> so I did not get to see the knife perform for the last time ever. Oh, um, but I did get to go into many unofficial shows that were just in shops and boutiques in Reykjavik uh, that were part of like loosely part of Airways Festival and that was really interesting seeing did like just I- Icelandic artists playing in shops. How many glaciers did you see? I don't really knew if I because we were going to go hiking on a glacier one day but because it was too windy it got canceled so I don't know if we really uh, saw glaciers. canceled the glacier. They, yeah. Glacier hike. So we saw geysers and uh, dormant extinct volcanoes and waterfalls uh, hot springs. I don't know if we really saw glaciers. We saw mountains. You saw water in different varieties. Yeah, like <clears throat> it was basically. You know what I go, it was basically <laughs> like, like <laughs> I, I took water. geology one hundred and one in college. This was like a very delayed geology one hundred and two. Oh yeah, we took that. We took that class. Yeah, we had the same. Yeah, yeah, we had the same professor. I don't have the same geology background, well, so <laughs> I'm I'm afraid I'm gonna have to toss it off Brush to the up, song. Man. Anyway, <laughs> Bruno right. Mars and Mark Ronson, Uptown Funk. One for them hood girls, them good girls, straight masterpieces. Styling, wildin', living it up in the city. Got chucks on with Saint Laurent. Gotta kiss myself, I'm so pretty. I'm too hot. Call the police and the fireman. I'm too hot. Make a dragon wanna retire, man. I'm too hot. All right, that was the new Mark Ronson Bruno Mars jam. Next up, let's talk a Jason pick. We got Sean Mendez. The new Shawn song is Mendes. Something Big. Something Big. It's about to happen. Yeah, I mean, so Sean Mendez, for those unfamiliar, he is basically, he's like a 16-year-old Canadian male teen star. Like, he got his start on Vine, which is weird to think about, but it's true. And he has a huge fan base, over 2 million Twitter followers, and an island record deal and he put out his debut single life of the party um i think in june and it, it debuted in the top 40 of the hot 100 so people were like wow this this kid's actually a thing so now something big which came out last week is his first single from his debut album and it's totally different than life of the party it's 
very much brassy and fun and big band and i just don't think it i just don't think it really uh, like sits well i i just don't know like it sounds like he's trying to catch up with all of the verses like he's like sing rapping in them and it, you know it sounds like a kind of a watered down version of sing by ed sheeran with the call and response vocals and you know i i don't know like it, it just doesn't really it doesn't really strike me in the way that and the thing is like i i want to preface this by saying that like i think sean mendez like if there's anyone who's going to be like the next justin bieber i think it's this kid and i really like i th- he is really talented but yeah this single just doesn't really do it for me in the way that like baby by justin bieber did yeah but, i mean it's hard it's hard to match baby but but i would say is. yeah listening to it i was I guess struck for someone who really only knows that he was Vine famous and doesn't know the music too well. It just seemed like the sound overpowered him. Like you have some yeah. really forceful, like kind of Spanish style guitar plucking and just like a really like booming sound. And then his voice is there and it doesn't necessarily get overwhelmed, but it doesn't stand out really. And I guess for a debut single from your big album, like your your voice should be a big part of it. And this just seems like the song takes over his voice, I guess. Yeah, I felt like it could have been an effective song with a different artist or a different approach, somewhat different production. Like the, like the the core of the song could have been very catchy. But yeah, I didn't really think he brought much of anything interesting to the table. And also, in a more negative way, kind of got Mumford and Sons vibes from that big old chorus. Just it's, it's, it was not. It could have been. I mean, like One Direction have written songs with Mumford and Sons vibes that yeah. were great. But this song just seems like it was going in a thousand different directions and just came off kind of generic. Yeah, I totally agree. And it's just it's it's just kind of a weird song lyrically where it's the whole thing is like something big is about to happen and then it just never happens. It's just a weird What's thing. That and it's like big? we just it's, never uh, find out. It's just but like. And I get that it's like kind of like a, it's a metaphor for his career or whatever, but like it's just it's a weird like isolated as a song. It's just a weird thing. Like it's just like he's like you hear that sound, something big's about to happen. Like oh, what's that? I, it's it's do you feel your pulse racing? And and then it's like and then the chorus is like something big's about to happen. And then it, and, and that's then very the song's like over. I don't know <laughs> thematically very Disney, like a song that's about something big and getting your yeah. pulse racing, but then you never find out what it is. It's sort of like, and it's also not about it's, romance. It's, it's sort of like this what's general... this from Nightmare Before Christmas, where it's like, what's this? Wow, what's this? Yeah. But and not that good, what, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, like I said, like he, I don't know if you guys have heard Life of the Party, which is the one the single that kind of was his his debut single that debuted in the top 40 but like it's a really good song like it's it's a really good like contemplative like folk not folk but like acoustic pop song and it's just but it's like a really well-written song and yeah i just i can't get behind this one sorry sean mendez all right well let's let's give it a listen um yeah i have to say like i, I don't hate it like i'll definitely give him another listen when something comes through because it by the rabid online fan base you have to think there's something there so oh, yeah well also as i chew my pizza um <laughs> he's he's opening for taylor swift next year that's oh, like well then boom it's uh yeah. he's opening for taylor swift in north america it's him and vance joy so maybe I mean, that's he's something like, big this is like a dude like if you guys if you guys listening don't know sean mendez like just check him out because he's got he's not going anywhere, I guess. So for him, nineteen eighty nine is like the distant past. Yeah, he's like well, years he before born, I was born. Yeah, exactly. There was a year <laughs> called Yeah. 
<laughs> Anyways, uh, so let's listen to it. Sean Mendez, something big. Something big, I feel it happening out of my control. Pushing, pulling, and it's grabbing me. Feel it in my bones, like oh, whoa, oh, whoa, oh, whoa, oh, oh, something big, I feel it happening. Oh, whoa. All right, that was Sean Mendez, something big. Next up, we are going to talk about a sea pain pick. Um, which we're going to do the Jazz June. And the song is called After the Earthquake. It is the title track from their new album. So I'm going to toss it to the sea uh, pain. Yeah, um, I was actually inspired to pick this one because right now I'm doing up an interview I did with Jazz June not too long ago. So stay tuned soon on Billboard.com. We'll have that. Little tease. The, yeah, they were uh, an indie band uh, who who had a couple albums in the, in the late 90s. They were categorized like as emo kind of not really what people would think of as emo that got popular, but when it sounded more like indie rock back in those days. And after a lot of that music kind of had a resurgence lately, Top Shelf Records, who has a lot of the newer emo bands, got these guys back together and they uh, uh, released a new album. And I really like it even more than their original stuff. I think it's a lot more well-written, a lot more mature sounding. Uh, And this song is just really neat. I like the uh, the balance of the, the, the rhythm line. And the guitars coming in. It's just like very, very um, well done songwriting for a band that was a lot more raw back when they did their original stuff. Yeah, I was going to say this This kind of surprised me. I mean, I'm not like a huge fan, or I guess I should say I'm not hugely familiar with their catalog. But uh, just knowing, you know, that they've been around since the 90s and that they were part of kind of that initial emo explosion, which again, as Chris mentioned, was it sounds a lot different than what we imagine emo as nowadays. A lot less whiny, a lot um, less commercial as well. Um, but this is a really like well-constructed sound. Like, And it, I feel like this is maybe not true, but vocally it reminded me a little of James Mercer, just in the sense of like very carefully delivered song, like very carefully crafted delivered song. Um, it doesn't doesn't sound like the shins at all, but um, but yeah, it, it's great. It's a it's a good it's a good rock tune. Now, C Pan, were you a fan of these guys back when they were like in O two? No, I I really oh, wasn't. Okay. I, I knew about they their last album came out in two thousand, so I I really wasn't hugely aware of them until they got back together and put this album out yeah i was wondering because you know i i have no you know kind of experience with them i do yeah i do like this song and um i feel like this is it makes it, it, I, knowing your taste in music like i feel like it's it's a good a good pick for you let's listen to it this is the jazz june song is called after the earthquake All right, that was the Jazz June, uh, keeping the indie theme going. Next up, let's talk about Yacht. They have a new song and a new EP. The EP is called, I have it, I'm going to mangle it. I had to write it down. Where Does This Disco? And the album, or the EP cover, rather, is a hand holding a CD disc, a compact disc. Uh, So it's a little play on words there. So this new Yacht song is called Terminal Beach. I have to say, I've been a fan of Yacht for a long time, and even though I really like them, I'm always surprised that with every new release, I still like them because I feel like <laughs> each album, I'm like, okay, this is good, but really, where can they go next? And yet they always manage to surprise and entertain. So on this one, it's called Terminal Beach. It's from the EP, Where Does This Disco? 
It's just got this killer, like, early B-52s riff that sounds very much like the song Planet Claire, but not in a rip-off way, just kind of that, like, creepy, chugging, like, almost cheesy sci-fi guitar riff. And then midway through, you get all these, like, Brian Eno, like, squealing and, like, almost sounds like early Devo, like when Devo was kind of rough and not quite so polished and chart-ready. So it just really reminds me of kind of like the early raw days of new wave music. Like before a lot of great bands like the B-52s and Devo started charting hits, they were actually like pretty edgy. And that's kind of what this sounds like. So it's just, it's a really cool song. And I would say if you've never seen Yacht Live, if you've only like listened to them, they're totally worth like once you see them live, you understand what Yacht is. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I've never seen them live. I mean, I wrote about them a lot during the like the whole Sea Mystery Lights album in like '09, back when before it was at Billboard. I I talked to those guys, and yeah, they're always kind of interesting and in their own world. They seem to kind of exist in a music space, not even really within the indie scene, but kind of one that they've created and i i I remember that album just being they're being obsessed with triangles do you remember this at all yes yeah they they still triangle obsessed yeah are they still triangle obsessed i i i mean i've i've just heard this one song from their new project but that's good i mean hey we gotta all latch onto something and why not not yeah it was it was interesting that uh, you were talking about the riff in their older music there was hardly any guitar if at all and this this there was they were much more of um because they were on dfa much more of a synthesizer sort of band but like you were saying joe they're a band that's really always changing and you never know quite where they're going to go next so it kind of made sense like all right and there's a whole new instrument in the forefront and it makes a lot of sense for them yeah, that's a good point. I didn't think get with the DFA connection though. But yeah, so it's it's uh I would say if you're into that kind of like goofy indie 80s throwback with a killer riff, check it out. Let's listen to a little bit of it right now. That was Yacht Terminal Beach. Next up, let us talk about Natalie Prass, who was, maybe still is, um, a Jenny Lewis backup singer, and now she's kind of stepping into her own limelight um, and working on an album, I believe her debut album, for 2015. Um, so I'm going to toss this off to uh That's, that's fine. To yeah, I really, really enjoy this song from Natalie. Yes, she was uh, touring with Jenny Lewis until this year. So, you know, with um with Jenny's new album. And yeah, she has a new album coming out early next year. She had a she had two I guess you could, it depends on what she categorizes them as like EPs or mini albums, but I guess this will be her longest undertaking so far. And yeah, she's from Nashville and it's it's interesting cuz you can definitely hear the Nashville influence in her, but it's something that I think is more reflective of someone like Jenny Lewis that um more of a very like a very polished, very well put together indie singer-songwriter who nods to Americana, but is just like very content in their own space and you know, it's a breakup song, but it's very like self-assured, which I liked and the the vocals are fantastic. Yeah, I have to say sorry, I forgot to mention the name of the song is Why Don't You Believe in Me? And I got serious uh, Laura Nero vibes from this. And I'm a big Laura Nero Ooh. fan, so uh, which is good. You know, she was like a kind of late 60s, early 70s singer-songwriter. 
Um, her biggest hit was Stone Soul Picnic, which was actually Fifth Dimension, ended up getting a bigger hit than she did with it. But it's, it's kind of the same combination of these like soulful, subdued horns and like interesting piano work um, that you, I, I guess, I mean, there's, it used to be in vogue in indie music, and I have to say it seems to have fallen off, and I don't know why. Like, it's, I think because the, the mainstream has taken on more of it, I think, is why, because you see these more like folk bands charting. Right, yeah. And I would say, yeah, this kind of like goes towards that more like soulful folk vibe than your like barnstorming Mumford type thing. So I'm, I'm a fan of this. I'm very curious to see, I guess, what the album sounds like. All right, well, let's listen to it. It is Natalie Prass, Why Don't You Believe in Me? And Friday you pretend as if you don't know How it's That was Natalie Press. Next up, let's talk about Foo Fighters. Foo Fighters, at long last, dropped their eighth album today. Eighth album has eight tracks recorded in eight different cities. Um, the song I picked is recorded Congregation. With John and Kate plus eight. Yeah, John and Kate and plus the cast eight. Of eight is enough. Is the official and an octopus. So they went all. I went all out. They went all out. Yes, and they were watching Fellini's Eight and a Half while doing <laughs> it. And that's the no. That's the that's the sequel. That's like the mini final. <laughs> right. Yeah. The EP Eight and a Half. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just sixty bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. <laughs> um, anyway, so so the song I picked from the album is called Congregation. It has Zach Brown of Zach Brown Band. Um, for me, this is, I would say, a song that I like the most on the album. It's... Well, first off, I'd like to say, so they're ostensibly they, they're going to all these different cities to kind of record a song that sounds like the city or is inspired by it. Yeah. This is the Austin, Texas song. I mean, it doesn't really sound like Austin, Texas from any <laughs> decade. It, it just sounds like a 70s, like yeah, classic agree. rock radio hit. But that's a great thing. Like the crazy thing is, is like Foo Fighters are not even like, or at least with this song, like this is not where rock is in 2014. It's not where rock was in 1994. Like, this is, like, 1974, like, driving down the highway, like, cruising with your AM radio. Something like that. Yeah, Yeah. it's, like, super, like, hard on sleeve, like, big chorus. But somehow, it's almost like it's not cheesy because there's no irony to it. Like, it's just, it just is what it is. And I think it works. Yeah, that's neat because 
you say that rock isn't in this space at all, but because Zach Brown is on there, with some country music, I can see country being more in that space, taking over this much more traditional rock vibe. And it's I guess it's a shame that the whole Foo Fighters album doesn't sound more like this, because that would yeah. be really cool. Because like you were saying, I was disappointed that even though Dave went through all this meticulous work interviewing all these people from each of the eight cities, the songs themselves just don't, they just sound like, kind of like Foo Fighters songs. They don't really, you don't really hear it be like, oh, the Seattle song. It's yeah. Like, but that being said, this song <laughs> kind is of funny, really good. That, like to be like, within like the first 10 seconds, be like, ah, Washington, D.C. What if it was like, a, what if it was like a Sufjan album where he was just like I know. super blatantly making it about every... That would be so awesome. Just like naming, naming like politicians. That <laughs> <came from laughs> yeah. That'd be awesome. Like the Austin song is just called like Rick Perry. Like Frank Perry. <laughs> <laughs> I would listen to that. I, I, hey, I would listen to it too. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, we talked, I, I feel like we talked about we talked Foo a Fighters about a couple weeks ago on another must hear music podcast for a very long time. It was really funny because <laughs> see, Payton, it was really funny because it was me and Joe and Aaron <laughs> and, uh, Aaron was here and we talked about a lot of pop music and some rock and uh, some hip hop. And then she left, she had to leave before the taping was done. And then me and Joe were just like, all right, let's talk about <laughs> modern rock for a while. Yeah. <laughs> we just <laughs> talked about the Foo Fighters for like 20 minutes. Right. Um, so anyway, so I'm not going to do that. You didn't this, rush uh, Erica in to talk about yeah, the Foo Fighters? No. Erica Ramirez, the hip hop and Foo Fighters aficionado. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, but no, we, I, I mean, I, I, I don't really, yeah, I, I think I just echo what you guys are saying about this song. All right, but let's listen to it. Let's listen to Foo Fighters Congregation. All right, next up, let's talk about, uh, this is Jason Lipschutz's pick. It's Jose Gonzalez. song is called Every Age, and I'm going to... Uh, spike the ball yeah so jose gonzalez uh next year next february is releasing his first album since i think 2007 uh it's called vestiges and claws and uh every age is the first song that we've gotten from it and i've I've spent some actually some time with this this whole album i was i was fortunate enough to get a early uh early promo copy of it and it's great i mean i mean people who are fans of in our nature his last album are really going to like what's going on here. And every age, and I think along with the rest of the the new album, is it, it's interesting because a lot of In Our Nature, I don't know how familiar you guys are with his last album, but a lot of it was very, um, the refrains were very repetitive, and not, not in a bad way, it's just that was kind of his style. And, and these songs kind of spread themselves out a little bit more. They're, they languish a little bit. And they, I, I think in a, in a, in a really interesting way, I think he's spent this time, he's done so many different projects since In Our Nature came out in, in 2007, but he spent this time growing as, as a writer and taking on some different things. And I, I think every age, I, like I said, it's a, it's a, it's a great preview of what's to come. All right, let's listen to it. Jose Gonzalez, Every Age. Song. All 
right, that's all we have this week on the Must Hear Music podcast. I want to thank uh, Jason and Chris 10 million times, divided between the two of you, for joining me. And uh, next up, we have an exclusive in-studio performance from Mr. Wives, who are a fantastic New York band. Uh, They popped into the Billboard studios to perform their song Reflections. It's a really beautiful song, and they did just a knockout job doing it. So uh, that plus an interview with those guys is right here. Hey, where? Mr. Wives. And this is our song Reflections.
All right, Mr. Wives, thank you so much for stopping by the Must Hear Music podcast. That's a really beautiful song. And honestly, that was just incredible. Like seeing, like I liked the song listening to it um, just on my headphones, but like hearing you guys play it live was incredible. Like you all sound, sound so great together. Um, I'm just curious, like, you know, and you've thank got... You. Thank you for all those things. Oh yeah, <laughs> no problem. You've got an interesting band. You've got obviously a lot of different instruments. Like how did you guys find each other? Okay, Cupid. No. That's what we're going with, because it's a long story that's not exciting. We just met, uh, you know, through random jobs and friends and previous bands and um, came together almost two years ago. I had a show booked and we, um, me, Will, and Eight were a band for a little bit of time and we're demoing songs in his apartment and then we needed a full band because I had the show booked and uh, we all came together for one rehearsal and it just clicked and we all were like, this is really awesome. Let's keep doing this. And, uh, just kept going and now we're here and you're new york based <laughs> are you guys all originally from new york minus scotland over here in the house our guitarist hello <laughs> say it loud so they can hear it the rest of us yeah cover almost all the boroughs queens and the bronx and staten island wow yeah representative and that song in particular reflections uh what's the genesis of that like it's a really beautiful tune where did that come oh, from thank you heartbreak oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't sound like it because it's such an upbeat like you know, happy, melodic song. But um, I don't know, it just kind of bled out of me at three in the morning. <laughs> There's a better word for that. But you know what I mean? I think that'll do. I think blue it'll do. Um, yeah, I just, I was going through a really horrible heartbreak of someone who was half in and half out of being in love. And it was kind of my like, I'm going to make a, a dance anthem to this to help me get over this and sing it to myself every day. So. Right, and at this point, when you sing it, you feel great about it. You, it doesn't bring you oh, down. Oh yeah, no, not at all. Yeah, that, that was many years ago. I wrote it a few years ago, so I kind of laugh nice. at it now. And the person who is about contacted me, I was like, "Oh my God, you're all over Spotify! Like, congrats!" And I'm like, "Thanks for all the songs." That <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, it's your fault. But no problem. Um, and so you guys are working on an album now, your debut album. So what can we expect from that? Like when, when is it going to come out? Like what kind of songs? What are we looking forward to? Our first uh, full-length album is going to drop in February. We're really excited about that. I mean, for us, it's huge because we recorded the EP independently. So that's all like programmed drums. And we didn't get to really live in a studio and build it from the ground up. So there's live drums. This guy who's incredibly nice. talented on the drums gets to bang, <laughs> bang around and... Um, I don't know, we've been a band for a while, so all the songs we've got to work together. Like, I wrote them and brought it to everyone, and we got to arrange it together, versus the last ones were all kind of pre-existing, I guess. And the sound is just a graduated version of us, you know? Not that we're getting more mature by any means, that's not the <laughs> case, but I feel like we've really owned in on what our sound is, and there's a lot of horns, and it's kind of like Motowny, but also... Yeah, I was going to say, there's kind of like an R&B vibe to the way you deliver your lyrics, which is cool. Oh. And I, I didn't realize it until you were rehearsing and you were doing City High and Aretha Franklin uh. <laughs> for your warm-up songs. And then when I heard that, I was like, wow, you could that totally makes sense. Oh, thanks. Well, kind of I'm from Queens. So. <laughs> <laughs> I used to, yeah, Aretha Franklin is a huge uh, idol of mine. And I've grown up on, you know, kindergarten talent show respect was what I was doing when I was this big. So those those are all huge influences to me. I mean, we all come from very different musical backgrounds, but share a lot of the similar tastes, minus Primus. I you were well, <laughs> <laughs> that's what brought you guys together that's with my share. Part. Share, share and <laughs> do you, but you do a good share. 
Want to do it for everybody? Can we get the share? Share, share, uh, share. You need the costume. Oh, yeah, I need the, I need he the costume. Right, sa- he would do it during soundcheck all the time. Do you believe in love after love? <laughs> that was the thing. That's you. it. I That's appreciate horrible. that. Turn this off. Um, <laughs> once the auto tune's on it, it sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> well, on that note, I, think, I don't think I'm going to get anything better than that. So <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to end it on that. And again, thank you guys so much for stopping by the podcast. Really great song. It sounds incredible. Thank so, you so thank much. You. Thanks for having me. 